Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Business Writers Radio. Brought to you by Business Writers Exchange. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Business Writers Radio. Stone Payton and Lee Cantor here with you this morning. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Yes, uh, we met our guests uh, at the Business Writers Conference that we attended earlier in the year. Yeah, that was a, we had such a great time at that conference. We met a lot of bright, passionate folks. This gentleman was so busy helping other folks during that conference, we did not actually get a chance to interview him then and there. But it is my distinct pleasure now to introduce to you the president of Carl Weber Literary. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, Mr. Carl Weber. How are you, man? Hi, I'm great, Stone and Lee. Thank you for having me on. Carl, can you share a little bit about uh, your business? What is Carl Weber Literary doing for folks? So I work, I've worked in the publishing business for uh, 30 years now, and the last uh, uh, 15 years or so, I've been freelance under the name of Carl Weber Literary, and I provide all kinds of editorial and writing services to authors and to publishers. Uh, about half of the projects I work on are business books. The other half deal with political and social topics, and I've actually worked on a number of interesting books that kind of cross over between those two fields. So, for example, the two books that I've collaborated on with uh, Mohammed Yunus, who won the uh, Nobel Peace Prize for inventing microcredit. So he is a world leader who uses business techniques as a way of alleviating poverty. And as I say, won the Nobel Peace Prize for that. So uh, that's an example of an author who's both a business person and a person who's working on an important social issue. And uh, what I do with Carl Weber Literary is uh, provide whatever services folks uh, can use from me, which ranges from being a coach or an advisor or a consultant on book projects to uh, actually working as a collaborator or even occasionally as a ghostwriter. Sometimes publishers will come to me with projects that need a significant fix before they go to press, uh, what you call book doctoring, and I'll get involved with that. But more often, I work with authors from the inception of the project, help them figure out what they really want to say, how to convey their message in the most compelling possible way, and then we create the book together. And the more successful it is, the happier my clients are, and the of course, the happier I am as well. So, Carl, it sounds like you get involved very early. What criteria, if any, do you look for as, yeah, this is something I definitely think I want to learn more about, or maybe a red flag or two that's like, yeah, this is just not right for, for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, great question. Uh, right now, I'm fortunate uh, that I've developed enough of a reputation over the years and enough contacts that... I really have more projects brought to me than I have time or ability to work on. So I am able to make some choices as to what I focus on. Um, I would say there are a couple of criteria that are important to me. One is that I think the book needs to make a real contribution to the world, have a, uh, an important and useful message, and one that uh, perhaps is new and fresh uh, with some innovative thinking that will really make a difference to the business community and to the world at large. So I look for that. I also, I have to say, I look for authors that I think I'm going to get along with. It's a very close (laughs) relationship that lasts for months and sometimes years. And so we need to have kind of mutual respect and a willingness to work together in a cooperative, creative way. And I would say 98% of the time we're able to achieve that. But once in a while, 
I'll uh, have a, an initial meeting with an author, and it will become clear uh, after half an hour or so that both of us feel like we're on different wavelengths, and then I'm happy to introduce them to some of my friends in the industry who might be able to help them. Uh, but uh, since we're going to work closely together, it's great when we enjoy being together and learning from one another, and that's the case uh, most often. Now, can you share a little bit about the uh, process? Because I would imagine most of your clients aren't physically near you. You're doing this remotely. Uh, I'm sorry, could you say that again? My uh, line uh, dropped out for a moment. Can you share a little bit about the process um, that when you're working with someone? Because I would imagine most of your clients aren't physically near you, that you're working remotely. Uh, well, the process really varies uh, dramatically from one project to another. Uh, in some cases, I'm working with an author who really loves to write and may be a very good writer, in which case, I can serve as a kind of a coach and a guide, help them think through what their message should be and help them figure out the best ways to communicate most effectively to a big audience. Uh, in other cases, they need me to work as a true editor, in which case they'll do a lot of the writing, and then I'll take their prose and uh, it helps to make it sing. Uh, but most often, we do start at a very early stage in the process talking through their experiences, their ideas, and their message. Uh, one of the first questions, and maybe the most important question that I ask is, why do you really want to write a book? What are you hoping to accomplish by doing this? And uh, a big part of that, of course, is what is the message or the information that you want to convey to the world? And why will readers be interested in this? And uh, once we establish those things, then we can sit down and start mapping out an outline for the book. What are some of the key ideas that ought to be included? What are the stories that will help bring the ideas to life? And then we'll work together on on uh, crafting the contents chapter by chapter until we end up with a book that flows beautifully from page one to page 300 and that we hope readers will find compelling. Now, do you find yourself helping the person write a, a book proposal or an abstract or something like that before investing the energy to write the whole book? Yes, most often that's the first step that a business book writer needs to go through. Uh, if they want to have their book commercially published, which is still the, the preferred choice for, for most authors these days. A proposal is a 50 to 60 page document. That's the, that's the length I prefer, although different uh, editors and writers uh, sometimes have a different format in mind. But in my case, uh, 50 to 60 pages is what I usually recommend, which is very much of a business plan for creating the book. It uh, outlines what the contents of the book will be, includes a chapter listing and a description of what's going to be in each chapter, uh, at least one sample chapter written out in full uh, to give readers an idea of your writing style and uh, the way you're going to turn your ideas into, uh, into actual prose, and a bunch of other material, including an author biography, which shows why the author is a credible expert that people are going to want to listen to, and uh, one of the most important sections of a book proposal these days is the marketing and publicity plan. Uh, publishers nowadays really insist on nonfiction authors having what they call a great platform, meaning the ability to market and promote their books independently of what the publisher brings to the table. So uh, a several-page marketing and publicity proposal is an important part of the, of the proposal package, outlining how you are going to get readers to know about your book using social media, uh, traditional print and broadcast media, uh, speaking engagements, uh, consulting 
engagements that you may be engaged in, and all the other strategies that you can use to get the word out about why your book is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Now, what comes first, the platform or the book for a business author? Well, that's a great question, and it's one of the areas that I find myself giving advice to authors, particularly these days, because over the years, the platform has become so important that I've now concluded that uh, authors really need to understand that the platform, in almost every case, must come first. If you look back at the big, successful, uh, best-selling business books uh, that you've read over the past several years, it might seem to you as though those authors burst on the scene through their book, and that's that, that is what made them famous. But if you were to dig behind the scenes, you would find that in almost every case, those best-selling authors had a great platform beforehand, which may have consisted of a series of well-received articles in places like the Harvard Business Review, or a year or two on the lecture circuit, where audiences around the country had already begun to hear about their ideas. It might even be a Facebook page or a blog that has a few thousand (laughs) consistent followers. So there are people who already associate you with certain ideas, and are primed and ready to buy the book when it appears in stores. And that's what kind of jump starts or primes the pump. So uh, when people come to me and say, boy, Carl, I really want to build my career, and I see a book as an important part of doing that, uh, the first thing I say is, it sounds great, and a book can be a powerful tool for building your career, but uh, you need to start with the platform, devote a year to building a powerful platform, and I think then at that point, you'll be ready to create a book proposal that a big publisher will sit up and take notice of. Carl, where does an agent fit into this puzzle? That's another great, great question. An agent is not essential for every business book author, but for a lot of authors, especially the most ambitious ones, uh, a great agent is an essential part of the equation. The basic rule is the following. A literary agent is a necessary uh, part of your team. If you hope to publish your book with one of the big five publishers, as many of your listeners will know, the publishing world, like a lot of other industries, has become increasingly concentrated over the years. So right now, the uh, biggest publishers in the United States are dominated by a list of what's called the big five, which are random house, HarperCollins, Hachette, Simon & Schuster, and Macmillan. Chances are most of the books that you'll find in your local Barnes & Noble or even when you're browsing on Amazon come from one of these big five publishers or one of their imprints. They operate under many different brand names, which are called imprints. Um, If you want to publish your book with one of these big five publishers, which are the most prestigious and powerful, and the ones that generate most of the best sellers that you'll see on the best list. If you want to publish with one of these companies, you basically need to have an agent. In fact, uh, nearly all of the editors who work for the big five publishers won't even look at a project unless it is represented by an agent. The agents represent the first uh, winnowing uh, uh, line, the, the first line of defense for the publishers, and a way of validating that a project has a certain credibility. So if you want to publish with one of these big five publishers, you will need an agent. Now, there are a lot of mid-sized and smaller publishers that can do very good publishing and do their share of bestsellers, and you may have a very successful and happy experience with one of them. And with some of them, it is possible to sell your book 
without an agent, although it's always harder. A book that's represented by an agent tends to rise to the top of the editor's pile. And uh, after many years as an editor in publishing houses, I can tell you that virtually every editor in every publishing house has a huge stack of proposals sitting in his inbox waiting to be read at any given time. Uh, the amount of time and attention he's able to give to a project is very small. But if a project comes in through a well-known agent, that helps a lot. So the agent plays a huge role, particularly if you want to publish with a big commercial house. And uh, what they will do for you is uh, sell your book initially. They know all the editors. They know the key people at the publishing houses. And a good agent is able to look at your project and say, okay, I like this book. And I know 12 different editors at different publishing imprints who are likely to be interested in it. And I'm going to work on the proposal with you and send it to those folks. And we'll have a great chance of getting you a publisher. So that's the most important thing that an agent does for you. Because the agent is constantly out there in the marketplace every day, they also have a very good sense of what works and what doesn't work in terms of business books and business book proposals. So a good agent will not only read your proposal and pass it on to editors, but he'll also offer you very valuable editorial advice and guidance, saying, oh, I think you need a little more of this and a little less of that. Why don't you add some material on the following subject? Eliminate this. This part is boring. Let's consider a different title or subtitle. All those kinds of pieces of advice that can turn a B or B-plus proposal into an A uh, proposal. And finally, an agent who represents you uh, also generally represents your business interests. They'll negotiate a good contract for you with the publisher. And in the life of the book, if any issues arise over royalty payments or anything else, they will stand up for you and make sure that you get the attention you deserve. So if you're lucky enough to get representation by a good agent, uh, that person will be a powerful ally for you, especially if you want to turn one business book into a writing career. What do you think about the self-publishing option? Well, you know, there was a time, I, I've been in publishing long enough now so that I remember uh, a time when self-publishing was really not a serious option. There was such a thing as uh, vanity publishing, which no one in the publishing world really took seriously. But thanks to changes in technology, the advent of Amazon and uh, a, a lot of other uh, trends and changes in the industry, self-publishing has actually become increasingly attractive. So now it's one of the first questions that authors often ask me when uh, they come to me with a project is, should I consider self-publishing? And it's gotten to the point now where my answer is the somewhat unsatisfying answer that it depends. It really depends on what your primary goals are as an author, because uh, self-publishing, as compared to the alternative traditional commercial publishing, has both advantages and disadvantages. Some of the advantages of self-publishing are that uh, you have control of the process. Obviously, you don't have to bother with selling your book to a publisher. You don't have to convince an agent and then an editor to take your project seriously. If you want to publish the book, by gosh, you can go ahead and do it. And so that sense of control is very important to a lot of authors. They also have control in the sense that they decide the title. They can have someone design the cover to their liking. Uh, they're in charge of editing so that if they want to put a certain uh, story or topic into the book, then that's totally up to them. And they also have control over timing. I work with uh, so many business people uh, who 
are used to being able to get things done in their businesses quite quickly. If they come up with a business initiative that they want to do and they're the CEO of the company, if they want to get it done in three months, by gosh, they can get it done in three months. And sometimes they're a little shocked when I explain to them the usual time frame that commercial publishers operate on. Most often, uh, once you sign a contract to, uh, to do a book, uh, you'll have a number of months to finish writing the book. And then the process of actually getting the thing published and on bookstore shelves is likely to take anywhere from six months to as much as 18 months for a variety of complicated reasons. A little bit of it has to do with bureaucracy within the publishing industry, but actually not very much. The major reason for the time lag is the amount of time that publishers need to invest in the marketing and publicity program. Uh, Nonetheless, it can be frustrating to authors, especially business people who are used to getting things done on their schedule. So one of the factors that attract many business authors to self-publishing is the fact that they can publish the book on their own schedule. So sometimes you might have a book project where you're determined to get the thing out in three months because you need it for business purposes in that amount of time. And if that's the case and you have the resources, then self-publishing may be the best option. Uh, The disadvantage is self-publishing is often less prestigious because everyone's heard of uh, Simon & Schuster or Random House. They haven't necessarily heard of you. So there's that. And you have to take on uh, many more roles than uh, an ordinary author does. You have to be in charge of marketing, publicity, distribution, sales. You may end up storing books in your own house, and you've got to deal with uh, booksellers who are wondering where their uh, delivery arrived. Now, you can outsource all of these things to other folks, but obviously all of that is an investment in money. So uh, so the answer to the question is uh, about the, the self-publishing option is it's a, it's a very viable option for folks who want to take it on. But if you're considering it, I would say study your options carefully. There's a lot that's been published about the pros and cons of self-publishing as compared to traditional commercial publishing. Ask friends who may have taken both paths and try to get a good feeling for what's going to best suit your needs. I think you can have a happy experience either way, but you need to go in uh, to either of those options with your eyes open and have a realistic sense of what to expect. Lee and I both met you at the Business Writers Conference, I believe the first one back in June or July. What compelled you to be a part of that conference? And would you recommend that to other authors and aspiring authors? Well, I I found the conference, I was lucky enough to stay for the whole time. I did a couple of presentations myself, but also uh, had the fun of observing all the other presentations and heard the discussions. And I thought it was a pretty valuable conference from a number of perspectives. One is that uh, the aspiring authors, and in some cases, successful authors who were in the audience, had an opportunity to hear from people who have been active and experienced uh, in all the different areas of the publishing industry, which I think was pretty enlightening for them. They got a chance to ask questions of folks who've been doing these things for decades, and uh, there's always a lot to learn. And in addition, they got a chance to network with one another and share and swap ideas about how uh, they've developed their books, uh, ways that they've been able to use the books to publicize and market themselves as business people or as business experts. And uh, so anytime when you're engaged in uh, a complex new field like book authoring, just uh, the chance of being in the same room with a whole lot of other folks 
who have dealt with some of the same challenges and developed some solutions uh, can be tremendously encouraging and fun and educational. So I enjoy being at the conference, and I do love working with people who want to learn about the publishing business. It's a, it's a very complicated business. It took me many years to feel as though I actually understood how it works, and being able to pass that on to people who are interested in writing books is something that I actually enjoy. Another reason why I enjoy being on your on your show today. Um, and I would say, you know, what it all comes back to is the fact that people like me who are in the publishing industry got into it because we love books. We believe in the importance of the written word and of educating people, sharing great ideas which help to make lives better and help to make the world a better place. So any part I can play in helping people convey important messages and uh, get important information out to the general public. That's something that I'm always looking for opportunities to do. Can you share your most important piece of advice for a new author? That, that is a, such a great question. There's a few things that I would suggest. I think the, uh, the first and most important piece of advice ties into a question that I, I mentioned to you earlier. One of the first things that I always ask an author who comes to me uh, seeking my, my guidance and counsel, which is uh, to understand why you want to write a book. And there's as many different motivations for writing a book as there are authors. Uh, so thinking realistically about what you actually want to achieve is very important. For some business authors, it's all about uh, promoting themselves, their brand, and their expertise. Uh, they may have a particular set of business goals in mind, which could be to attract more customers, uh, to, uh, to attract consulting uh, or training clients, for example. Maybe they want to be at the high-priced end of the speaker's uh, or lecture bureau market and be able to command ten dollars or $20,000 per speech. Uh, maybe the most important thing to you is to promote a particular idea. Maybe you've become convinced, for example, that there's a certain approach to business that could transform the business world and enable companies to be far more successful, and you have a deep passion about getting this idea out there. Uh, in that case, there will be slightly different goals that you want to achieve from publishing. And uh, in still other cases, people just have a wealth of stories that they've accumulated from their careers. One of the most common experiences that I have is to be approached by uh, a CEO who's uh, nearing retirement or a, or a very distinguished professional, and uh, and they'll say to me, you know, my, my family, my kids, the people that I work with have been begging me to write a book because every time we get together and I start reminiscing about my business career, they say, this is fascinating and the world needs to hear these stories. So for many people, writing a book is about leaving a legacy to their family and friends and colleagues to tell them what their lives were all about and to reflect on the lessons that they've learned. So I would say the first and most important piece of advice uh, for would-be authors is think about why you want to write a book, because that should make a big difference as to what the contents of the book are, the uh, way the book is packaged, the kind of audience that you want to attract, the kind of publisher to work with, the style that the book should be written in. All those things should grow out of the objective that you're trying to achieve with your book. Um, and I'd also say, I'll, I'll just offer one other piece of advice, which is what not to expect from publishing a book. Um, and the advice I'm going to give is, in one way, slightly contradictory, as you'll see. On the one hand, I would uh, say that a would-be author 
should not expect to get famous or rich because uh, most book authors don't achieve either of those things. <laughs> it helps if you start out famous and rich, but uh, <laughs> if you're not famous and rich today, simply writing a book is unlikely to do that for you. Of course, there are exceptions. We all know some of their names, but when you remember that tens of thousands of books are published each year, clearly it is not an automatic path to, uh, to fame and glory. Um, on the other hand, writing a book is a tremendous way of validating yourself as an expert in a particular field. It makes a very impressive calling card when you visit a potential new customer or client, someone that you're hoping to do business with, to present them with a copy of your beautifully printed, authoritative, well-edited, well-written book. Uh, you can see the, uh, the level of respect in their eyes go up. Uh, enormously. One of the first authors that I worked with during my years at John Wiley and Sons was a, a, a world-famous trader of securities. He was in the uh, oil futures business, uh, an arcane field that uh, some people make tremendous amounts of money in. And he had written a number of, of uh, very well-known books uh, in this field, which Wiley published at a very high price. They were like 70 or $80 a copy. And the reason they did that is because these were books published for a very select audience. Only other oil futures traders like this author were likely to read the books. They were very technical, not a book that you'd ever see on Oprah or that the average reader would, would read. Um, but a few thousand copies of each of those books uh, were sold, and a lot of money was made for the publisher by that. The first time I took this author out uh, for lunch to get to know him, I said, tell me, why do you write these books? Because you make millions from your day job. And I can't imagine that the, the relatively small amounts of money that you make from the books uh, makes a big difference in your lifestyle. And he kind of gave me a big smile and leaned forward across the lunch table and he said, I'll tell you a secret, Carl. Those books made my career. And he went on to tell me how, as a young uh, futures trader, he started writing these books just because it was interesting to him. And he soon discovered that whenever he would walk into a trading floor, people would be pointing to him and saying, that's the guy who wrote the book. And so although the books themselves uh, made relatively little money for this author, they propelled him to a level of fame and renown within his small but powerful world of futures traders, such that uh, his career from that point on uh, soared to unimaginable heights. And again, not every business book author will achieve that level of success, but that's a good example of the indirect benefits that you can get from writing a book. I am so glad that we asked. If our listeners want to learn more about you and your work, is there a website? Uh, sure. I'd love to have people visit me at my website, which is carlweberliterary.com. That's Carl with a K and Weber with one B, all one word, carlweberliterary.com. You can read more about my life and career, uh, see uh, some of the books that I've worked on, and there's a way to contact me as well if you're interested in getting more information. Well, Carl, it has been an absolute delight having you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Stone and Lee, thank you very much. I enjoyed it greatly. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for Lee Cantor and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Business Writers Radio. 
Business Writers Radio is brought to you by Business Writers Exchange. To learn more about developing a successful book and building your business around it, visit business-writers-exchange.com.